Erica Maria, and I'm running for Detroit District 7 City Council. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit, your history of being a Detroiter. I um, am a part of four generations of District 7 residents. I have lived in my home in District 7 for 10 years, where I've raised my daughters. Um, I love Detroit. I'm a Detroit native. I have done um, not just work in our district, but on the east side of Detroit as well. Um, as an executive director of a nonprofit organization, assisting community members with um, core leads and referrals to wraparound services to become totally self-sufficient. I've done quite a bit, worked with the police department for domestic violence, worked with Wayne State for domestic violence and sexual assault, the state level for domestic violence. I'm a domestic violence advocate, if you did not know. <laughs> um, and so all of the work that I do nationally, statewide, and locally is all Detroit driven, policy reform driven, and um, community centric. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. What led me to run for office is um, the need for leadership in our district. Someone who has the ability to listen and translate community needs and hold policymakers um, accountable for uh, bringing those things into existence in our district. Also, um, seeing a lot of the changes, the rapid changes that were happening in Detroit um, by the current leadership from the state and um, mayor's office on down, I wanted to make sure that our district got our piece of the pie and that our voices were um, at the table. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? My understanding of the duties that I'm running for is that I am an advocate for community members. Um, my first responsibility is to be our spokesperson, um, still connect with community members on a regular basis to understand what we actually need and what we actually want, um, present those things in um, a forum or a format with uh, other city council members, work collectively with the mayor's office and our state representatives to ensure that our community, our district is represented well and that uh, measurable change comes back in a timely fashion. Are you familiar with and what is your position on the Detroiters Bill of Rights? The Detroiters Bill of Rights has, um, I believe, a couple different names. People interchange different names for it. Um, I am not 100 percent versed in every um, section of it, and but I would love to learn more. What is your position on water shutoffs and water affordability in the city of Detroit? We most definitely need um some policy change in that area. Um, people need access to water, most, you know, as other utility services as well. But the, the pricing needs to be regulated. I, I believe for community members, resources need to be available. Technical assistance needs to be available, especially in our district um, where the community is very diverse and all community members don't speak English as a first language. Um, and so one, regulating the, the price to an affordable rate, technical assistance and applying for um, resources that will assist community members and making sure that people are aware 
of those changes as they occur or their thoughts on what should actually be happening when it comes to our water and making sure that our water in Detroit stays, you know, in our ownership. How would you enhance Detroit's neighborhoods and which neighborhoods would be your priority? Any specific one? I think specifically in District 7, um, closer to, uh, what is it, McKenzie, um, the aviation area, uh, Burlingame, Livernois, around Straygate. I think that area needs more houses. Um, my grandmother actually, one of my grandmothers on my dad's side, she actually lived there. She moved into that area in the late 50s. And to see the changes from when my dad grew up there and when I grew up there, you know, I went to Tappan Elementary. And to see that there are very few houses on these streets is it's a problem for me. Um, so I would like to see how we can get funding for more affordable houses in our district. And I would also like to see our parks, all of these pop-up parks that have occurred in the last years. I would like to see them cleaned on a regular basis. I would like to see the lawn uh, landscaping done on a regular basis. Um, and I would actually like to see more schools reopen. Um, going closer to where I live near Warrendale, um, I think there needs to be uh, more funding in the Brightoff Center, uh, reopening that for technical assistance and training for young adults who are just graduating from high school or have issues with education and may want to go towards a skills trade or some other type of continuing education. I think we need to focus on that also. What is your plan and position on abandoned properties like schools throughout the city of Detroit owned by the Land Bank Authority? I think um, we need to figure out who owns them. That's number one. I know that there's been some some issues in um, moving things around has been kind of sketchy and not transparent about who actually owns these properties. But we need to find out and do the research to find out who specifically owns those properties, what their plans are for those properties, and if they are willing to collaborate with grassroots agencies or nonprofit programs to um, build out what our community actually needs. If not, opening new schools. There are several people in our communities who have ideas for opening schools, culturally specific schools in our area. And I think that's very needed. What's your definition of police reform? Do you feel it's needed in Detroit? If so, in what ways? What is your position on facial recognition technology? I don't agree with facial um, recognition technology at all. Police reform is an issue nationally, not, you know, just uh, in our specific state or city. I think that working with more um, agencies will help that outside of the police department where they understand community on another level. I think the neighborhood policing was a great idea to start. I think it should be built out. Um and have more, more of our voices, community voices at the table to make it make sense. Um, I do believe that there is some reform that should happen, um, but I think we need to figure out an itemized list and work on those things one thing at a time. I don't think we should just attack it all at once and just, you know, I think we need to figure out what was not effective for our community. Uh, and if we have to toss those things out, toss them out and start over. 
or make some amendments to what's already in place. What's your position on the repayment of residents who have been overassessed and overpaid property taxes? They need to be paid. <laughs> My opinion on people who have been overassessed and overtaxed is that they need to be paid. They need to be repaid by wherever the money needs to come from. It needs to happen and it's, it's long overdue. I think um, there's a larger issue with reducing our population in Detroit. I think that's a part of it. Um, is pushing people out of homes, making them unaffordable. I think that's a huge issue on accessibility to banking and um, home ownership. Um, re, you know, being able to refinance their homes and things of that nature. I think that's a huge issue, not just in our district, but in our city and our state. And that's something that should be addressed um, with the policymakers um, who have the ability to make those changes. Um, but the people should be paid. And I think um, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, they should be paid. And I'm maybe giving an, an incentive for like a late fee, you know, for not being paid on time. <laughs> what do you see as the future of Detroit? The future is now. The future is our youth. The future um, are creative minds. The, the future are entrepreneurs, um, boots on the ground, nonprofit and grassroots agencies. Um, I'm very excited about the future, you know, considering that I have a 20 year old and a 14 year old. I'm 37. Um, I can understand the old ways of doing things, the traditional ways of doing things. And I can also understand and appreciate what um, young adults would like to see and what's relevant um, for our future. I think it's very bright. I just think that um, our youth currently need more assistance. Um, one of the things that I'm working on as a, a national consultant to a mainstream agency on the intersection of domestic violence and the child welfare system is seeing that youth that may have aged out um, get the services that they need, um, that they're aware that the services have been extended beyond the age that they aged out of. Um, I think that will help with our future uh, mental health services need to be more accessible in our district also um, for young adults. I think they just need a chance. I think they need more mentoring, more friendly faces that are, are willing to hear from them and help build out their goals. Last question, why should Detroiters vote for you? Detroiters should vote for me because it's time to reimagine our district. It's time to reimagine Detroit. It's time to have um, great ideas and courage to see them through. Um, someone who, myself, who can strategize, who can work well with others of any race, ethnicity, or gender um, orientation. Someone who is unapologetic in what they believe. Um, and someone with a track record of getting things done. Over the past 10 years, I have been a national leader in holding mainstream organizations accountable for what we need in Detroit. Um, and I'm honest, you know, I'm not a politician. I don't have promises to make. The only guarantee that I have is that I am available and that I'm willing to stand up and take the front seat for community members who don't have a voice.